listening to the Lanch J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. So one of my favorite topics to discuss when talking about sports, rather I'm doing the health cast, I'm talking about my experiences in, in the business world of corporate America. I love talking about leadership. I love talking about how individuals who manage and lead and develop and empower organizations make decisions that have a profound impact on their employees. And I've said repeatedly on this show while talking about my own experiences as a vice president, as a emerging thought leader, I had to learn so much throughout my career. I was that guy when I was younger that knew and possessed all of the subject matter expertise on the topics that were relevant to my particular trade. So to dumb that down, I knew I knew all the technical specificities that CMS put out for healthcare. I could recite, I knew what page they were on. I knew risk adjustment and star ratings. I knew all that stuff like the back of my hand. I would create these huge slide decks. They're like 90, 90 slides. And would inundate my staff and inundate my coworkers and just ram that stuff down people's throat. Which frustrated and alienated me from coworkers very frequently, alienated me from my own staff. I was trying to educate, I was trying to get individuals to be on the same level and have the same thirst to understand those processes that I did. But I didn't really learn how to be a good leader until I understood that it was my job to focus on people and not to be the subject matter expert, not to be the smartest person in the room. That's not your job. When you are a vice president, even when you're a director, but you're, you're C-suite, vice president and above, not your job to be the smartest person in the room. Your job is to be the best leader in the room. Your job is to think about your staff your job is to show empathy. Your job is to lead from the front. So I was a boss, but I wasn't a leader. I didn't become a leader till I understood that the PL was less important, meaning my profit and loss statement for my department. If I'm supposed to bring in $300 million a year, it's more important that my staff is happy. It's more important that my staff is comfortable, that I'm treating people well, that I'm pouring into individuals, that I'm creating the next line of, of executives that people that work in my department are getting the proper training. That there's a culture of camaraderie that managers going down into junior managers and middle level managers. That there's a culture where people are treated with respect. There's not a sexual harassment culture. There's not a racist culture. There's not a transphobic or an anti-LGBTQ culture that there's diversity, there's acceptance, people working together, regardless of their situation. And that is your job as a leader, is to build a culture 
You're going to find brilliant people that, that know the subject matter expertise. So it doesn't matter what you work in. It doesn't matter if you're Elon Musk taking over Twitter, who's been an absolute disaster because he's building a bad culture. He came in and said, hey, I am God. I paid $44 billion for this MFR. You're going to do what I say. You're going to come to work. You're going to sit in your office for 50 hours a week. Well, everybody that's high up on Twitter, these are all smart people who went to MIT and went to Stanford, went to Duke, went to Yale. They're like, bleep you, Elon Musk. We can go work somewhere else. You actually need us more than we need you. And a lot of leaders don't figure that out. They think that they're the straw that stirs the drink. Like Reggie Jackson said with the New York Yankees back in the late 70s. And the truth of the matter is it doesn't matter if you're Elon Musk. It doesn't matter if you're the smartest person, richest person in the world. You are nothing without good employees and good leaders that work under you to foster a culture. So the reason that I start with that, I didn't, I didn't comment on this last week because this is a national show. I don't talk Tennessee sports that often unless I'm, unless I'm just making fun of the checkerboard orange. And that you never trust a football team that wears orange uniforms. If they, I don't care if it's the Bengals. I don't care if it's the Oklahoma State Cowboys. I don't care if it's the Rhine Fire over in Europe. I don't care who it is. Tennessee Volunteers. If they're, if they're a football team that wears orange, they're not going to, to win the big one. But last week, Amy Adams Strunk fired the GM for the Tennessee Titans, the, the long-term GM, John Robinson, who's very popular here in Cashville. And the Titans really weren't playing that well. They've, they've beaten up on a, a bad AFC South, so they're, they're beating up on the Colts and beating up on the Texans. And basically the Titans have won all of the games that they played against bad teams this year, but they're getting thrashed whenever they play Buffalo, or they play the Eagles, or they play someone that's good, they're losing by three touchdowns. So A.J. Brown, a couple of weeks ago, had, had a career game against the Titans. And there was a lot of – when A.J. Brown was traded from the Titans to the Eagles, that wasn't a, hey, thank you for your service here in Nashville. We wish you the best in Philadelphia. And A.J. Brown saying, hey, fans, you guys, you guys, fans of the Titans have been great. I appreciate you. I love you. Best wishes. That was a bad divorce. AJ Brown was basically like, the fans here are crazy. You're making personal threats against me and my family. I can't wait to get out of here. You thought that I was going to take a hometown discount to stay with Ryan bleeping Tannehill. And so AJ Brown went to the Eagles, and as soon as he got traded there, I was like, Eagles are going to, they're going to go 13, 14, 13 and 4, 14 and 3. You got Devontae, you got A.J. Brown, you got Dallas Goddard. I was like, I, I wasn't sure about Jalen Hurts, but I was like, pretty much anyone in the NFL could throw to those guys. Eagles have been an absolute world beater this year. People keep sleeping on the Eagles. They keep expecting for Jalen Hurts to turn back into a pumpkin. I'm telling you that this Philadelphia Eagles team is on the precipice of being one of the best teams of this modern era. Jalen Hurts is getting better and better. He used to be a two-read quarterback. He's either going to Devontae or to AJ or to tight end, and that's it. Look, the last three or four weeks, he's sitting in the whole field. He's becoming a three- and four-read quarterback, and that is extremely dangerous. 
But back to my concept of leadership. So when they fired the GM, Amy Adams struck, had his press conference, and basically said, we've had a good run. The Titans were the number one seed in the AFC last year. And she basically said, I expect more. Now, they just got they just got approval to start construction on a new stadium here in, in Nashville. So they're in the process. So basically, she went on the tour, went on all the radio stations, went on all the TV stations here in Nashville and said that, hey, we're, we're branding towards the new stadium. We're looking to, to start a new. We're looking to get beyond the archaic offense with just Derrick Henry. And we're looking to get more talent. We're looking to really have a complete rebrand with the Titans. And we want to win a Super Bowl. Which is fine. I think that firing the GM was a good idea. The Titans have feasted on bad teams in the AFC South. Truth of the matter is, if Derrick Henry doesn't run for 175 yards, they're absolutely cooked. Ryan Tannehill does not have the ability to spread it out and chuck it around. I'm not saying that he's a bum. He's just not a quarterback that's going to get you to the next level. Smart and aggressive organizations they don't accept being a B or a B plus. If their goal is to be champions, to be elite, you might have a manager, you might have a director, you might have a vice president that's a B minus, that's solid, but you want more than that. It's okay to fire someone because you want an A or an A plus. I talk about that in my A plus theory all the time. If you want to be great, be an A plus at something. Be an A plus speaker, be an A plus at IT, be an A plus leader. Because when you're an A-plus or something, you're indispensable. It's much harder to replace an A-plus than it is someone that's kind of a jack-of-all-trades but master of none. So it was smart for her to fire the GM. This is why it was bad for her to fire the GM. Firing the GM in the middle of the year was a terrible decision because she inadvertently sent a message to her players that still have five games to go, playoffs to go, she sent a message to her players, I don't think you're good enough. You're not winners. And as a leader, one thing I've learned, regardless of what you have in that staff, you can be going into a situation where you're bereft of talent, the culture is bad, the processes, the policies are antiquated. You can never, as a leader, look at your staff and say, I don't have confidence in you. You're not good enough. We can't do this with you unless you're immediately able to turn everyone over. And obviously you can't do that in the regular season. Amy Adams Strunk sent a message to the Tennessee Titans that you're not good. I don't I don't think very highly of this team. And they went out and they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars and got absolutely boat raced by Trevor Lawrence, who I still think is a bust. Trevor Lawrence lit them up for almost 400 yards and three touchdowns. The team looked lethargic. The team looked disinterested. The team looked demotivated. And as leaders, the reason I bring it up, you have to be very careful. Now, Coach Prime, when Coach Prime went to Colorado, he told everyone, look, I'm bringing in my own people. You guys hit the transfer portal. I don't want you. You're 1-11. You stink. I won't have you bums on my team wearing wearing the Colorado Buffaloes jerseys anymore. But he has the ability to turn that roster over immediately. 
You don't go in and send a message to your team that you don't believe in them, that you don't have confidence in them, that you that they are not enough, that they don't have the talent, that they don't have the drive. You don't send that message unless you're able to fix it. And what she did is what a lot of leaders do. They sour on their teams. Maybe they didn't hit their financial targets for the year. They sour on, on their VP that runs the department or sour on the director that runs the department. And they inadvertently send a message that they're upset with the team, that they don't think the team is talented enough. You can't expect to tell someone that you don't believe in them, that they don't have the talent, that they don't have the drive, that they don't have the intellect, they don't have the education. You can't expect to tell somebody that and for them to work an extra 10 hours a week to run through a wall for you. That's not how it works. In this modern economy, people have the option to go to other jobs. You're tipping your hand that you don't think very highly of them you're going to have defections. Even if she's going to get rid of the GM, she should have stepped out and said, I have the ultimate belief in this team. It's the leadership holding this team back. We are setting ourselves up for the future, which involves these players. These players are the core. These players are the crux. These players are the ones that are out there sweating and, and bleeding for us. She didn't do that. And now the Titans are in a tailspin. They're still going to go to the playoffs because the AFC South sucks. But you've completely nuked that organization from the inside out. And it's your fault as an owner for not understanding the room, for being insensitive, and for showing poor leadership. And I see it in corporate America all the time. Paragon 7 Studios. Seven Studios. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon Seven Studios. EpiSource serves Medicare, commercial, and Medicaid plans with a team of risk adjustment experts who deeply understand the complexities of every facet of healthcare. We partner with our health plan and healthcare clients to emphasize transparency and trust to truly become a valuable extension of their team at every step of the way, from outreach, medical record retrieval, coding, to final delivery. With the most significant health plans and healthcare organizations as clients, we aim to obtain the best medical chart retrieval rates, the highest coding accuracy, and the maximum level of project satisfaction. For more information, go to www.episource.com and schedule a demonstration. I'm the latest hashtag challenge, and everyone on social media is trying me. I'm trending so hard that hashtag common sense can't keep up. This is going to get tens and tens of views. But if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, you could be left to pay for this yourself. Get Allstate and be better protected from mayhem for a whole lot less. James Lewis. You know, when he opens up the, the refrigerator and there's a head in the refrigerator where the lettuce should be. That's that's not something that, that I really like to see. I'm I'm not really into that. I'm more into the to the chase with the police and all of that. 
I'm not into watching people get hacksawed and dismembered and stuff like that. Like I'm I'm not interested in watching people get strangled and their body and, and the guts flushed down the toilet. I, I don't want to watch that. I cover my eyes. I'm sure my wife was like, man, I married, I married a chump. What's gonna happen if the bad guys come into to the house for us? Are you gonna cover your eyes? I'm like, no, baby, because we got I, I got guns. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. You coming to my house? They're gonna be doing a docu series about what I did to you. It ain't gonna be no no docu series about oh well, when he, well he broke into the house and 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 did these things to the to the to to Lance J's family. This, this Netflix is gonna be doing a movie about what I do to you with the Draco. You can take that to the bank. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.